Hey, BNC family. Today you're kicking it with just us, the JV team. So what are we talking about today, love? Today is our seventh wedding anniversary, and we're going to talk about how to survive the seven-year itch. Not just how to survive, but how to thrive and how to maximize your marriage or your relationship with seven key principles that we're going to share with you guys. Trust us, you don't want to miss this one. Stay tuned. What's up, guys? It's your girl, Margot Bingham. Karen Parsons. You're now tuned in. You're now tuned in. You're now tuned in. You are now tuned in. You are now tuned in to Beard and Curls. 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 Keep it locked. Hey, BNC family. Thank you guys for joining us for this special edition of the Beard and Curls podcast, where we're going to be talking about the seven-year rehitch. Seven years what? Rehitch. Right, so before we get into what the rehitch is all about, I just got to give you guys a little bit of history on where that came from, how we came up with this cool concept. Essentially, this came from a movie back in the 50s. I think it was the 1955 Marilyn Monroe film where basically there was a guy in the movie and he's basically tempted to cheat on his wife with Marilyn Monroe. And basically the concept has actually been uh, found to be the case even with psychology where basically couples tend to not be able to make it past seven years. Actually, a lot of marriages dissolve right before the seven year mark. So at the end of the day, we want to kind of just take some time to basically go over seven principles to be able to kind of share with you uh, how to make marriages work. And this doesn't only apply to married couples. This also applies to singles, people who are dating, people who are thinking about dating, people who are thinking about uh, getting married one day. And so at the end of the day, this is for everybody. And so with the rehitch, basically the concept is that why not just turn this whole seven year itch thing on his head and really just continue to love on the person that you're with and remarry that person if nothing else and really just keep that thing going. So like Jacob had to wait another seven years to marry, you know, his true bride. We could do that, you know what I'm saying? I got my bride, let's keep getting married after every seven years. That's what the seven year rehitch is all about. Mm -hmm. So we're gonna get into these seven principles right now with y'all. Okay, so the first principle is called enhance your love maps. Okay. So what does that mean to you? So enhance your love maps. Mm -hmm. So essentially what that's talking about is as a couple, you should be able to know each other, really get to know each other in depth. Like what are your dreams? Like what is your partner's dreams? What are their hopes? What are their fears? What are their desires? Different things like that. So at the end of the day, um, this is somebody that you're supposed to really want to be uniquely connected to and kind of get to know them in every aspect yes. of life. Yes, and a lot of times, a lot of times this is very easy to do in the beginning. Mm -hmm. But once you get married, or once you have been in, in a relationship for a long time, um, you have to become more intentional mm -hmm. because you have so many um, priorities. Life gets in the way. So I think this is a very, very important point to 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 remember because the same way you schedule things, you 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 go to the grocery store you go to work, you do all of that, you have to be intentional to do to schedule time to continue to invest in each other. Exactly. I mean, of course, it can be a natural thing also that you do throughout the day, but um, there is something about about being intentional and 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 really um, plan things to do, you know, like 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 a break, like a getaway. Um, yeah. I agree. I mean, at the end of the day, it really just comes down to just continuing to make it a repeated occurrence. You know, whatever you did, 
-hmm. whatever you did in the beginning, just keep, you know, practicing that over again, keep redoing that over and over again, mm -hmm. and then make it a daily practice. Mm -hmm. So what's your favorite um, thing to do? As far as what? To meet this number one um, tip. I'll just continue to support you in your dreams. You know, you had told me uh, the, uh, on the wedding day, on this day, you know, on this day, uh, November 27, 2013, you told me I could reach my full potential in life with you. I never forgot that. That was one of the realest things I ever heard in my life. And so to this day, I want to be able to say, okay, so how am I helping you to reach your full potential in life, to be the best version of yourself that you could be? Because at the end of the day, your dreams are my dreams. Your hopes are my hopes. Your fears are my fears. And so I, I'm supposed to be able to take that to heart and really be able to live that out. Mm -hmm. No, and it's true. And that that was my heart's desire. And I'm glad you took it seriously and you remember it because that's how I generally feel. And yeah, so let's move to the second tip. Okay. So it says, nurture fondness and admiration. You have a positive view and deep appreciation of your partner and express it too. So the first thing that comes to my mind is, how do you express um, appreciation? I think, I think it really connects with uh, the first um, point we mentioned, because when you get to know your partner, you're able to appreciate your partner in the way that your partner feels appreciated. Exactly. Because if you're exactly. doing things that only matters to, matter to you, but it may not have such a big impact, then it doesn't make sense. So when you get to know the person. Mm -hmm then you can appreciate it in a, a the person in the right way i totally agree and to add to what you're saying i think it's important to just this point is also talking about being mindful of what you guys did together in the beginning mm -hmm. and so like if i used to tell you things like man you have beautiful eyes like even before we started recording this episode mm -hmm. like i saw the, the the stuff that you did to kind of you know make yourself the way that you came out and i'm mm -hmm. like you know what i like how that looks on your eyes Mm -hmm. I like how beautiful your eyes are. You know, things <laughs> like that. You just have to be intentional. So, like, you don't just say that in the beginning and then you kind of go away from that over time. Remember the things that you appreciate, the things that you like, and continue to, you know, uh, reinforce those things and remind the person of those things. Mm -hmm. Yes, I agree. So let's continue with principle number three. Turn toward your partner instead of away during times of stress. Right, definitely. And I think with that one, it's important to realize that a lot of times it's easier to drift apart when mm -hmm. things get tense, when things get tight. So just continue to walk together, talk together, do things together and continue to form that union, form that team, that bond, and really just continue to take things on together rather than just kind of do it separately or do things on your own. Mm -hmm. Yes, that's true. Um, however, it this seems to be not as easy for everybody because in order for you to turn to 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 your partner during times of stress or during times of um you know like when when things are difficult you have to have that trust you have to be able to be to feel vulnerable right um right and that's something that is that is extremely important in order to actually feel like you can be yourself at all times mm -hmm. And that's why I think this this goes really well with the principle number one and two, because when you invest time and you get to know each other and both of you are vulnerable and you honor that, mm -hmm. then it's going to be easier exactly. to, to, to express yourself or to lean on each other without feeling judged. Exactly. No, I love it. I love it. And if it's not as easy as it sounds, 
And obviously that means you have to be that much more intentional about mm-hmm. figuring out ways that work for the two of you to be able to make this a, a good practice. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So let's move to principle number four. Let your partner influence you. You shouldn't make important life decisions autonomously as a single person would. So what do you have to say about this? Definitely. I think for this one, it's really just, it comes down to respecting one another. You know Mm -hmm. what I'm saying? Respecting that you are not an individual in of yourself and that you're in a partnership. Mm -hmm. And in any partnership, you have to be able to listen to somebody else. You have to be able to take what they have to say into consideration. You have to be able to allow them to also have input and influence mm-hmm. in the decisions that are made and the things that are happening because at the end of the day you you shouldn't want to win every single time it's not a, it's not a competition so you have to pick your battles mm-hmm. know when to give in and know that okay so uh she wants me to go out with her tonight i may not always want to do that but let me let me do that and then maybe at some point she may want to do something with me so i'm gonna a, remember that of course you're gonna remember that. i know you have a good memory i'm sure you're gonna remember that so, i remember everything <laughs> So, yeah, it's really about respecting each other, knowing that you're not in it for yourself and that you have to do it as a partnership. Yeah. One thing that I actually really like is the word important life decisions, because because at the end of the day, we are individuals. Mm -hmm. And as individuals, you have to have that freedom to also be yourself. So there are certain decisions that are not that important. You know (laughs) what I mean? Right. So certain decisions are not going to impact your relationship like in a negative way or something so when it comes to those decisions i think as an individual you should have that 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 freedom so you can still be fueled by by those things but then when it comes to important life decisions right i think it's definitely important (laughs) to to discuss it and make it together i mean of course you still it's still important to communicate um, but not like limit each other. So that's what I wanted to add. I think it's a great point. So no, I agree with all of that. Mm-hmm. So let's move to principle number five, solve your solvable problems. Yes. So basically what this one is talking about is uh, there are two uh, types of problems that you know couples will run into, those that they can solve and those that are perpetual. Mm-hmm. And so with perpetual, those are like the ones that are more long-term that you can both agree on. It's okay. Is this something that is more than likely going to continue to be a problem and then figuring out ways to approach those perpetual problems and to know the difference between those that you can solve and those that may stay with you guys as a couple and uh, another point on that note as far as the perpetual problems those tend to stem from unfulfilled dreams or maybe just uh, values that aren't being met or things like that and so it's really one of those things where somebody is feeling like they're not getting everything that they need to get out of it and those are the kind of things that you need to be very careful with to be able to say, okay, so this is something that maybe I need to address individually to be able to help us, or maybe this is something that we need counseling or coaching on or something, because that could potentially become a a problem down the road if it's not carefully handled. I agree with you. I think getting counseling or coaching can be very helpful because it's basically you outsource your, your problem to somebody else so they can actually help you and you don't have to worry about it anymore because you're going to get guidance, not only you, but both of you. So it's like it doesn't become your personal battle. Exactly. You don't have to shoulder it alone. Exactly. So I definitely like that. So the key here is to distinguish between what you can solve and what might be a perpetual long-term problem. Mm -hmm. Definitely. So let's move to principle number six, overcome gridlock. So that's basically when the conflict makes you feel rejected by your partner 
Uh, you keep talking about it, uh, but not making any headway. You become entrenched in your positions and are unwilling to budge. When you discuss the subject, you end up feeling more frustrated and hurt. So these are things that obviously, if you're not careful, they can eventually end your marriage. They could dissolve the uh, the union. So you want to definitely be mindful of what gridlock mm -hmm. uh, you guys are encountering and being able to find ways to um, you know do something different. Yeah, I totally agree. And I think showing that genuine curiosity in each other, I think that's so important. Like if you like one of the things that that um, I often say is like, what if you see your partner as a quote unquote customer and you want to provide the best service? Right. So let's say you're a business owner and you are selling a product and um, you want to do everything you can to to meet the customer's need because that's important, right? So what if if you use that same approach, like your partner is a customer and you wanna do everything you can to either resolve a problem or help that person reach their dreams or whatever it is. I like to use that metaphor because um, people are willing to go above and beyond in certain situations, but when it comes to relationships, um, they may not. Right. Right. But why not use the same principle? You know what I mean? I agree. So, so yeah, just wanted to add that. I love it. So let's move to principle number seven, create shared meaning. I love it. That's actually one of my favorite ones, actually, uh, because when you think about like shared meaning, what we're talking about here is like, what kind of culture do you guys want to create? How do you want your relationship to be defined? What do you guys want to be known for as a couple? So creating a purpose statement, you know, all these different things, because at the end of the day, when two people get together and they become a couple, mm -hmm. these two people are literally doing something that's never been done before. You know, so it's literally like you guys get an opportunity to really create something that the world has never seen and will never see again. And so, like, even with us, mm -hmm. like one of the first things that we used to always say when we first started this whole thing was this is our we're going to have our own culture because it was important for us. And we called it the JV team. Mm -hmm. We're not talking about varsity or junior varsity. We're talking about Jeremiah and Vanya, right? The <laughs> JV team. And yes. that's like we had, okay, so this is JV culture yes. and all these different things because it was important to define that and to really create that shared meaning. And then also what legacy do we want to leave behind as a couple? So those, I think that one is very significant. Mm -hmm. No, I totally agree. Yeah, and in this process, what, what is important to me is like what are the things that you want to, continue doing, you know, what are the values that you have, you come into in, into the relationship with that you want to hold on to and you want to continue um, sharing and what are some of the new values that you want to create together that that makes sense to you as a couple. So I just want to add that part. Very important. Yeah. So I think all of these principles are significant. I think they each have their purpose. Uh, and it's really just being able to understand, you know, maybe which areas you guys need to really focus on in order to really be able to get through those seven years. I think uh, Gottman talked about the first two years as being the, the most rocky in a relationship where there's a lot of jockeying for position. And then once you can get through that, you're still not technically out of the woods, but at least you have a greater chance of making it. But then at some point when you get around like the six, seven years, it's like people get into this space like, okay, why did I make the right decision? Am I with the right person? Uh, should I be doing something else? Should I be doing my own thing? And all of these different thoughts creep in. Or, you know, do I want to, you know, mess around? Do I want to step out? All these different things. And you got to now 
start to really understand what are the principles that define your union mm-hmm. and really be able to just continue to do those things that brought you together in the first place. Yes. And what I wanted to add, and this is especially for the single people, the people that are not married yet. Um, I think one of the most important things is also the step you make before getting married, because you can totally um, see so much before, before you get married. Like when you're dating, when you're engaged, like, there is so much work that you can do and identify before you you um, you get married. So these so this is like for those who are single and want to make like a, a good choice because that truly matters. When when you are matched with somebody that is compatible to you, it's gonna matter a lot. Like in your marriage, because you will always have things that you need to overcome. So no marriage is perfect, but it's just like. Your battle is going to be so much more, um, I mean, intense when you're not matched the right way. So that's something that I wanted to add. Um, yeah. I agree. I, I think it's important. You know, when you guys are single, you really have an opportunity to really <clears throat> learn about yourself, to really just become as self-aware as you possibly can. Mm-hmm. So that way you do the work, you learn about yourself, your personalities, your values, uh, all these different things that are important to you. And then, you know, try to find somebody who uh, shares in those values, uh, who can help you, uh, you know, to be able to go through this process together. And really just kind of like when you work and you're doing the thing that you love the most, it doesn't feel like work. That's what you want your relationship to feel like. You don't want mm-hmm. to be in a situation where even though you're working towards it and you're working at it, you don't want it to feel like it's a burden and things like that. So I think as a single person, you, you are in the best position to truly decide what that's going to look like for you. Yeah. And if you're married, I would say there is always there is always hope. If there is intentionality and if there is willingness, there is always there is always hope, especially if both people decide to work on things. Um, so that's what I wanted to add, because at the end of the day, every day that we get is a gift. And if you focus on one day at a time, at least that's what I try to do. Like I try to focus on one day at a time when things are not easy. One day, one day and at a time is more digestible. Uh, so that's a very helpful thing. I know it's sometimes it's a cliche thing, thing to say, but I've learned to really focus on that, even though um, I may have long term goals but still challenge myself to um, to focus on one piece of that goal um, every single day. Yeah, you have it, folks. Like <laughs> she said, you know, a gift. And this is actually a gift that we want to give to you guys on this day, uh, this Black Friday. We wanted to be able to take your back to where we all started for us on November 27th, uh, 2013. And so uh, here we are seven years later. And obviously we want to be able to share what we know uh, with you guys. And so we want to just, again, thank you guys for being the best part of what we do. Mm-hmm. And just, uh, you know, for your continued support. We hope you guys uh, had a good Thanksgiving and we hope that you're making the most of this uh, holiday weekend. Yeah, so we just want to, again, say we appreciate y'all and we'll catch y'all on the next one.